the basketball we go. Head coach of the Sky City Breakers, Kevin Braswell, joining the program. Uh, Kevin, welcome in. I believe Goran's been trying to lure you into an in-studio interview by telling you about the joys of our brand new building. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he was, Darcy. I was like, oh, <laughs> got to watch, watch myself on that one. <laughs> Are you going to come on? You're going to come on down? It's okay. It's just a trip over the bridge, mate. Won't kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll come, I'll come down and say what's up to you for sure. Yeah, that's what I you see. I'm glad you're not too big for us. You know, I mean, we started you off oh, in your media on. career, Kevin. <laughs> we, we got, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your small forward, Armani Moore. Give us the skinny. What's he all about? Uh, just, just a, just a great guy, man. Like, uh, you know, we, we've, um, we went through our scout, uh, who Jonathan Tavelli, who, who Giovanni, who, um, does all the scouting for the Breakers, uh, has been doing it for the past couple of years, and. You know, he's brought some good, really good ones out here. So, you know, he he was one of the guys who came uh, upon our radar and watching film of him, it was like, man, this guy, this guy is just all over the floor. He does everything. Uh, he rebounds. He can push the ball in transition. He passes well. He can shoot it. Uh, he's just, he's just a, a very versatile player who can, you know, can cover the stat sheet in many different ways. So when you go looking for these imports, do you, do you talk to the scout and say, this is the kind of character we're looking uh, we want him to play in this position. We want a three-man. We want a guy with a good character. We want a guy who's good on the boards. So do, do you give them specific categories to fill and they go out and find it? Or do they turn up and go, I found all of these guys. They do this. Have a choice. How does that process work, Kevin? Well, no, you, you actually you, you come up with a, a list of, of guys that you want. You know, even for, let's just start back from when you even doing your local guys because uh, a lot of people don't understand how it works. Um you go in there and you let's just say you have in the boardroom you have it's, it's like the NBA like you have a boardroom where you have you know the five positions one two three four and five which is the point guard shooting guard small forward power forward uh, center and you try to get the top five guys that are you know you put the top four or five guys in each position that's already been in the league now what you try to do is come up with the best possible scenario of all right we can afford this player we can get this player and you do that before you get to the imports. Then when you get to the imports, it's like, all right, so now what do we kind of need to help us become a better team? And then that's when you go and talk to the uh, the scout that's in the States and you say, well, look, this is what we're probably looking for for this team to complete our team. And that's how Armani Moore comes up. That's how some of the other import names that we're getting come up because it's like, all right, well, this guy will fit in because he's a great character guy and because we think that his upside is very, very high. This this Jonathan Giovanni character does he work as a standalone scout? Does he work specifically for you? How does he operate? No, no. I mean, he he helps us, but you know, he he does a lot. He does a lot of his own stuff in the states as well. Uh, he does a lot for a, a numerous amount of uh, different you know different things in the states. So you know, he's just he's just a guy that we actually talk to. I mean, we talk to a lot of other agents as well, but you know, he has the insight and the input that. You know, he's watched a lot of, you know, different players. So, you know, we use him as he's really good for us. Amani Moore, history, where's he played? Well, in the start off, he went to University of Tennessee, uh, you know, played in the SEC. Uh, Matt Walsh, who's actually uh, our owner, he um, he played in the SEC for Florida, you know, when they had really good teams there. Uh, and, you know, the SEC is a very, very strong conference and a lot of great players come out of that conference. So, you know, first take on watching Amani, uh, one of the first things I saw was how he just elevated and blocked this guy's shot uh, on one of his highlights. And I'm just like, wow, like I was impressed from that point. And, you know, his height, you know, he's about 6'4", uh, maybe 6'5", but he plays, if if you think about like a Draymond Green type uh, player, he, he has that type of versatility. 
Whereas he can rebound, he can defend, he can push the ball on the break, and he makes the right decisions. Like, this is the type of player that he's very exciting to watch. And very much a team man, I'd like to think. It's that you mentioned he yeah. can uh, light up the stats board all over the shop, but it's not about numbers, it's about his ability to meld in with the rest of the team. This has been the breaker's way for a long, long time. It's not changing under the new management? Never, never going to change. I mean, it's just the way that, you know, I mean, the way that I coach, the way that I, I've played, you know, I came down here and came off the bench as an import. And it was the first time that I, I remember having these conversations with you. It's the first time I ever came off the bench in my career. <laughs> but, you know, I, I sacrificed a lot for the, the better, you know, the betterment of the group and the team. And we, we won a championship. So, you know, it doesn't matter who, who plays, who starts or who finishes the game. It's more of, you know, how can you find your role on that team to help that team win? And, all of these guys have that type of character in, in, uh, in them and trying to – they just want to win. You know, the guys that we're going after, they're going to fit in with the group. They're going to be guys who just are coming here to get better and want to win. And on the subject of that, Kevin Braswell, uh, how the hell do the Cavaliers win tomorrow? Have they got any chance, an iceberg's chance in hell? Is this going to happen or is it just like CNR at King James? I, I just think the hardest part with, uh, with the Cavs, I mean, when you're talking about them is – if you get game one, you put pressure on Golden State. Golden State going in thinking that they're supposed to win. You know, everyone's talking about a sweep and things like that. But now it's possible that they could possibly get swept because I just don't know how you come back from having game one won. Yeah. You're four seconds on there and George Hill's on the free throw line and, you know, his second free throw attempt, he misses. You come down with an offensive rebound and for whatever reason, J.R. Smith dribbled the ball back out the half court. I don't. That, that – the momentum of the series, I think, changed with that one play because of how, how much is talked about because of all these things. So I think going back to Cleveland, I don't even know if they can win. I knew game two they would lose, but I, didn't know if, I don't even know if they can bounce back from game three. So you see it being a sweep in your eyes. That is the best-case scenario. Uh, I see it being 4-1. Uh, best case scenario is Cleveland steals game game three, and then they lose game four, and then they go back to Golden State, where Golden State has no pressure on them. And now all they need to do is win one game there. So I just think that, you know, for me, I, I think Cleveland will get one, maybe one win in Cleveland, and that's it. Is this good for the game overall? I suppose you always have dynasties in all sport, don't you? You have times of dominance for other teams and you just have to sit back and wear it if you're not that particular team because things will change. You look at the, the Bulls there and the Lakers there and so on and so forth. It's it's going to, but four consecutive series of the same teams, is that healthy, Kevin? I, I don't think so. And and, and I, I to be honest, Darcy, I get tired of watching the NBA because I, I said this to someone um, – when the Celtics were ahead in, in this uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And I said, for some reason, I just believe that it will go to seven games. The first two quarterfinal games, the, the first uh, round, first series, they, they were sweeps. So it, it's a business just as much as it's a basketball game. And then when you look at it and you, know, you say, that, oh, well, how does, the, how does the Celtics in Cleveland go to game seven when I thought that the Celtics should have won that series early? But then Cleveland comes back. LeBron is is magical for all of these games, and then they lose a couple games. Then they go back and win again, and then they win the series. Then you face Golden State, where I was like, it would blow my mind if Cleveland won the first game. And here they here, lo and behold, they have the, the first game one, maybe one with four seconds on the clock, and they give that game up. Now, I I, I personally don't think 
I mean, that's why I'm not watching it now. I don't even really watch the series because I'm like, I, I don't really, I, I enjoy watching EuroLeague basketball. The EuroLeague Final Four is more exciting to me than the NBA Final. Yeah, well, look at that. And you need to focus on your own backyard as well. Hayden, just quickly in closing, Kevin, one last thing. We've got a couple more import spots. When do we like to, to know what names are going to fill these positions? I don't know the names right now. Uh, obviously, we're looking for a five-man to complete, um, you know, uh, our, our, our hunt for the next import. But we're also, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, like I just told someone before, we're gonna, we're gonna actually try to have our three imports signed at the beginning of the season, so that if you remember our uh, our Breakers team back in in 2011 that won the first title, we had a starting five with Paul Hanare, uh, Kirk Penny, uh, Tom Abercrombie, Mika Vacona, and Gary Wilkinson. But on the bench, you had myself, C.J. Bruton, Dylan Boucher, Alex Pledger, uh, and Corey Webster. So if you think about that, that's two starting fives that you could probably have in the AMBL at that time. So what I'm thinking is probably trying to bring that type of atmosphere back in training because I feel like if your trainings are that competitive, then the games become a little bit more easier when you, when you show up on game night. So that's what I'm trying to you know, get, back, get back to the breakers. Strive for it. Kevin Braswell, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. Next time you're in studio, okay? Got you, for sure.